What if I told you that you can support your blood pressure and healthy CoQ10 levels with two chews a day? The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced is now supercharged with CoQ10. That's like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 supports your cardiovascular health. Visit RadioBeats.com and find out how you can get a free 30-day supply on bundles and save 15% with the promo code DEAL. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome back to Grassroots Marketing here on CannabisRadio.com. You might remember back in February of 2020, before the pandemic came upon us, you might remember we or the last event Cannabis Radio got to be at on location was Benzinga's Cannabis Capital Conference in Miami. And our host of Plant Profits, Vern Davis, actually spoke with our guest back at that point, but then a lot of things have changed back then. And uh, not only that, we actually spoke with this company, Back in September 2020 here on, on our Blunt business, business Program, but you might remember the name Columbia Care. And with me right now is the Chief Growth Officer of Columbia Care, Jesse Channon, here on, on Grassroots Marketing. Thanks for joining us. Absolutely. Thanks so much for having me back. Absolutely. So to keep in mind, remember, you can go ahead and listen to the interview. It's over on our here on the Grassroots Marketing page at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you find your podcasts. Plus, I would also recommend... Checking out the interview that we had with the Vice President of Corporate Affairs, Adam Goers, back in September 2020 over on the Blunt Business Show, also on Cannabis Radio and wherever you find your podcasts. Now, Columbia Care, known as one of the largest and most experienced cultivators, manufacturers, and providers of cannabis products in the U.S., and back in May of this year, Columbia Care unveiled a national retail experience with the launch of Cannabis, so Cannabis with, an, with a T at the end, a national dispensary network leveraging proprietary technology platforms to support the customer journey anytime, anywhere. We haven't had a chance to bring you on about that, but talk to us about the brand change and the onus to create this national retail experience. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's been a crazy, uh, crazy year and a half since, since I got a chance to speak with Vern. And like you said, a lot has changed. And one of the biggest changes uh, that's happened to Columbia Care has really been the, the introduction and the spread of our branding efforts across both product brands, as well as the new retail platform, Cannabis. And it really all, I, I think if I looked back at some of the things that I said with Vern, it probably almost tipped the hand that, that that's how, how long ago we were thinking about this change. Yeah, we knew that we had to evolve as an organization um, in the way that we presented ourselves to our customers and our, and our patients. We, especially at that time, were known for being the medical provider and, and really sort of like the boring medical company. And I think that was exactly what Columbia Care needed to be at the time uh, that it started in 2012. And it was one of the reasons why it, it probably was so successful in its organic growth in securing uh, licenses across the country in so many markets and, and why we have one of the broadest footprints of any MSO still to this day. 
but we knew that it was time to sort of readjust and reintroduce the business to a expanding uh, market that we were now serving. Um, as we saw the conversion from medical to adult use in markets like Massachusetts and Illinois and Arizona, we were already operating in California. And then the M&A started and you know, we, we were able to acquire uh, TGS uh, in Colorado, the largest operator in Colorado, obviously in one of the most mature markets on the planet when it comes to adult use. Um, Project Cannabis in California uh, further cemented our, our roots in California. Um, and we continued to see more and more ballots and, and markets that were ultimately going to be flipping from medical to adult use. And so we, we had to find something that we felt spoke to an intersection of patients and customers. And I spent a lot of time uh, sort of traveling around and, and, you know, trying to observe not only ours, but our competitors, uh, dispensary experiences and, you know, have conversations with patients and have conversations with customers and what they were looking for and how they identified themselves. We spoke a lot with our team and we realized early on, we wanted to build a platform that focused on this concept of empathetic education. And to us, to have that experience, you almost needed a, a sommelier of weed, right? And yep. that, that term already existed. That person is a cannabis, right? That's, a, that's an herb nerd that loves the plant and is passionate about the plant and understands it um, at an incredibly high level, sort of that mix of art and science. And so we knew very early on that we wanted to call our associates cannabis. Um, now, I want to ask you, yeah. the fact that you're actually doing the in-person experience, because of how things have changed, where a lot of companies you might know, obviously, have probably talked about doing a lot more delivery or trying to find sure, ways to sure. do more either cashless payment solutions or finding ways just to go ahead and, you know, pr make it where, you know, it's almost like curbside delivery. It seems like you might see just a lot of retailers now, you know, fast service restaurants, things like that. They're kind of definitely going. But the retail experience, you know, now that we're on the other side of where things are, where, you know, the dispensaries are getting a lot more foot traffic again, the retail experience, I want to break it down on what you're trying to do making it where it's shopping for cannabis as simple and as approachable as possible. Yeah. So what you're doing is merchandising setups and store layouts are being organized to help customers move to the store with intent, more comfortable in the process, which you can always imagine where you see some stores in their layouts, conventionally how you're seeing where it's like a right to left kind of scenario, getting them around in some kind of a circle and you know what spots to put particular products, the, any product placement or just the way that the layout of the stores, which I mean, other stores have tried to do that kind of idea. Oh, let's make it look like an iPhone or an, uh, sure. an Apple sure. store. That kind of, you know, which companies we're not going to mention, but we know people do that. It's kind of just whatever is the approach to comfort level, the field of just entering inside and finding what you need very easily. And the space is designed to encourage employees and customers engage in conversations to enhance the shopping experience, whether product recommendations on general education and, then the staff's going to go under undergoing extensive training not offered to other dispensaries, ensuring that customer patient needs are exceeded. Now, when you look at big corporate, big box, you're seeing a lot of stores now, the customer service aspect is being pulled back. A lot yeah. more self-checkout, a lot more, you know, the inventory is put in front of you, grab and go. So 
you felt in the research and strategizing for this, you felt there was still a need, you still feel like there was a way to go ahead and make customer service important and make it helpful in terms of education and in terms of persuading to buy certain products. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that it's really interesting, right? And I always joke around that some of these decisions will either be, you know, something that I'll look back on and say, wow, that was, that was, you know, part of a, a great career and a great branding moment, or wow, that's the reason I got fired. But, you know, at, at the end of the day, <clears throat> I think that there's something incredibly familiar to so many people about cannabis, but also very foreign. And education has to be at the root of everything that we do as an industry, because if you look at the sales numbers right now for this industry, $25, 30000000000 billion this year, um, depending on, on what stats you're looking at, and, then, and depending on where you turn for that data, it's a $100 billion plus industry, right, in the next three to five years. That does not mean that the existing customers are going to buy five times as much product. It means that we're only serving about 20 to 25% of the addressable market that we will ultimately serve in 2025, let's say. And so those new entrants into the market are going to be coming to cannabis for things like health and wellness or things like you know adult recreational use or, or even medicinal, and they're gonna be new. And anyone who's been in a dispensary, a classical dispensary, right? And this is not to take a shot at, a, at competitors because we, we did the same thing. And a lot of it was because of regulatory and compliance, but it's a very transactional experience, right? It's like you go in, you, you sort of look around, a lot of times you're, you're lined up. And then before you know it, you're standing in front of someone at a point of sale and they're looking at you going, hey, there's, there's 50 people behind you, what do you want? And that's really intimidating. And it can almost make it embarrassing. And what I saw time and time again is that when that happened, people fell back on either something that they knew was popular or that they had tried before. And I would ask people on the way out, you know, why did you choose that? And a lot of times they would look at me and be like, I've had it before. And it's like, well, that may not be the best thing for you on this journey of whatever it is that you're looking to integrate Canvas into your life. And so because of that, to your point, we look at integrating technology and we look at integrating engagement. I think engagement is the key word in all of this into this experience. We built a system like forage.io, which is a proprietary um, system uh, software platform that we've built that helps you discover new products through recommendation, right? We built virtual.care, uh, which during the pandemic was the only real enterprise solution for being able to do virtual face-to-face -face consultations and even virtual shopping where we would go around in certain markets and actually pick the products, put them in front of the camera, put them in your bag and you could come pick them up curbside, right? Yeah. Um, so the, the goal has always been engagement. And I think to your point, you know, there are a lot of other uh, companies in the space that are doing really, really great things when it comes to retail. We just felt like there was a bit of a gap in just taking a step back and slowing down the experience. Don't be afraid to be more consultative and more engaging and take that extra opportunity to say, I know that this is what you've always used, but let's, let's look at some other things. Let's see if there's something else that may even be a better fit because that's gonna create lifetime customers and advocates for the plant and for the industry as opposed to transactional customers. And that's, that's really the goal. It's a very ambitious effort. I just think of, well, myself, I am one of those people that uh, 
Well, I mean, first of all, well, I'm the kind of person that doesn't ask a lot of, I mean, not so much ask questions, but I want to be there for somebody to answer questions for me. Otherwise, if I have, you know, there's certain things I can do where, number one, people are always in such a hurry, even with the technology, you know, it's the attention span that people have these days to go ahead and take somebody on that's going to be able to, you know, try to recommend other things in with good intentions, but then try to hold on to them and let them know that, you know, it's, it's well intended and not just where you're just trying to do an upsell. And that's going to be a, that's a juggling act. Can only imagine yeah. what you have to work on to make that work. And with some of what you've done so far, I mean, are there any models that you fall back on? Maybe that you might remember from the, you know, from years, years ago of who did the best job in retail for the level of customer service and is that something you're trying to instill right now with this effort? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you I'll give you a couple of examples, and some of them from retail, some of them from not. And I think that what you'll see is that the experience and the engagements have been built around a lot of that thought. Um, and so, you know, look, I think Nordstrom, from a shopping point of view, I've always thought did an extraordinary job. Right? They they made the experience feel very personal. And it was the closest that I ever had growing up and, and sort of watching that and understanding that to a personal shopping experience with it not being, it's not a personal shopping environment, right? In, in that sense that it is a, it's a, a big mall sort of, uh, you know, shopping retail experience at Nordstrom, but you go in and there's a very good chance that if you're going to buy shoes, you're going to see Brad and he's the, the guy that helped you last time. And maybe he even remembers you and he gives you his card. And it's a, it's a really nice experience that I think was just something a bit above their peers that really separated them from the pack when it came to retail experience. So that one always stuck with me. Everybody's going to say Apple and there's good reason for it because they're really, really good at it. And I know that there's a bit of burnout in all industries of being the this of that or the that of this, right? And so, I'm, you know, we're not trying to be the apple of cannabis, but I think that they've done an extraordinary job of creating centers of engagement and almost community centers where people come and learn to use the products, where they sit on, you know, beanbags or stools and watch someone teach them how to draw on an iPad, where they have a genius bar, where my grandmother went <laughs> once a week early on and they never turned her away to literally just learn how to use an iPhone. Right. Yeah. And that, that to me is, that's incredible. And that's, that's a, that's a step innovation in retail engagement. And we should look at that and we should appreciate that. And it should be, it should be emulated. Right. Um, and then the other thing that I always, I, I don't come from a CPG background. I come from a startup background. I worked uh, most of my career early on in uh, social media and ad mm -hmm. tech. Um, and I'll never forget, and I use this example a lot, Instagram versus Hipstamatic, right? Anyone who remembers those early camera apps remembers Hipstamatic. And it was a really, really good app, but it was really complicated and it had a thousand different filters. And, yep. you know, you could go on and buy these different packs versus Instagram, which was like five filters and post it to your friends. And so I think there's elegance in simplicity. And so when you look at Forage, for example, is, is built to not only help people explore products at home, but it's also in our stores, in the cannabis locations, it's in physical infrastructure, in these large format and small format touchscreens all over the store. 
And they're used hundreds of times a day passively by people. And the other evolution that happened there is they're used collaboratively with our staff. And the, the flow that you go through in Forage is what we saw as the most common question and answer back and forth when people were trying to explore something. And it started with, how do you want to feel today? And then from there, it said, well, what are you planning on using it for? Well, where are you going to use it? Well, what forms are you comfortable with? And in, in something as simple as that, contextual questions there, combined with all of the product cataloging and testing that's done on the back end, we can then spit out recommendations and show the strength of that recommendation. So our cannabis associates in store will go through, to your point, that difficulty of figuring out how to get people to ask the right questions or give the right answers. They can use that technology collaboratively and it really opens it opens the customers up and they're willing to share some information and then they get a great recommendation out of it. And it's just, it's a fun experience to watch. So we're using technology to empower those engagements, not to replace them. And I think that's also a key differentiator of the retail experience. When I think about the retail experience that might give the best customer service experience, I would imagine health food stores like a GNC, I could think of auto parts stores because you just yeah. don't have enough familiarity with the products and to know what fits right. And honestly, I throw back to record stores. When I think about going to look for records or looking for music and having somebody having an eye and an understanding of what's out there, it's kind of to me, that's the full encompassing of what there is. Let's go and wrap things up, Jesse. Uh, so the first location launch was already in Springfield, Utah. And now you have locations that are being transitioned over to Cannabis in Arizona, Illinois, California, most recently, Florida will also get branded retail locations. In the next 24 months, you hope to have a pipeline of more than 80 new and existing locations. Now, with that 24-month rollout, do you feel like this national retail experience, this connection all together, do you think it will line up with a potential passage of legalization? I sure do hope so. I, I hope so for us as customers, right? Myself included. I think it's going to open up continued access and innovation for the product. Um, I, I don't ever pretend to have a crystal ball, especially when it comes to Washington. I'm just going to be honest. Yeah. Um, but I think that it is, it's an inevitability. I think most of us feel that way. Um, and so this is, you know, you, you dig the well before you're thirsty. And I think that we have to be willing to forward invest in creating the experiences that will align with those expectations when, when cannabis is, is much more normalized and those experiences are expected to be more like other retail experiences. So let's get started early. And I would add uh, New Jersey and Massachusetts to that list as well with Boston uh, actually converting uh, to cannabis officially next nice. week. So yeah, it's, it's really exciting right now. Yeah. I know right down in my neck of woods here in Florida, I'll be looking to see the change to cannabis very soon. And the website is gocannabis.com. So G-O-Cannabis, letter T, dot com. You can also, if you're an investor, you want to go ahead and learn more within Columbia Care, then go ahead and look for col-care.com, col-care.com. And for those of you investors out there, keep an eye on the ticker on the OTC. They're under ticker C-C-H-W-F. Jesse Channon, Chief Growth Officer at Columbia Care. Thanks for being on the Serial Grassroots Marketing. Glad to have you. Thank you so much. We appreciate it.
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Catch those springtime vibes all over Arizona. Break out of the winter blues by hitting the water at one of our lake and river parks. Take a hike among the wildflowers. Just make sure to stay on the trails and leave the flowers for the bees. Discover Arizona's best kept secret and visit azstateparks.com slash amazing to start your springtime adventure.